Welcome to Wine and Real Estate, the podcast where we drink wine, we have fun, and we learn about real estate investing. Real estate investing is so much more than just buying buildings. It's about building relationships, building your dreams, building your dream lifestyle, customizing your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? It's much more than money. It's more than getting rich. It's a different type of wealth. It's the wealth of time, the wealth of freedom. It's so much more. So every week we have different guests and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback. Please give us a rating, a note, good or bad. It's all about learning here. Uh, we're just being vulnerable and showing you what we learn, who's in our network, who do we find interesting. And if you'd like to be a guest, make sure to send us a message. So we hope you enjoy our show. And now let's get to the wine and the real estate. Hey everyone, just wanted to pause and share with you a financing tip that helped us scale our portfolio and can help you too. By working with Streetwise Mortgages, we took a strategic goals-based approach versus a transactional approach to financing. They helped us develop a financing roadmap that aligned with our goals and gave us crystal clear clarity on where the money will come from to grow, how to maximize our borrowing power, and how to structure future deals and avoid some costly mistakes that saved us thousands. The financing roadmap is complimentary for every client that, who works with Streetwise. And best of all, it comes with a summary report on the best to invest 18 Ontario markets and a comprehensive deep dive research on a market of your choice out of the 18. We highly recommend it if you're looking to grow a portfolio. To book a planning session and develop your financing roadmap, email info at streetwisemortgages.com. Info at streetwisemortgages.com. Hello, everyone. Bonsoir tout le monde. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. Yes, we're excited to be talking with our guest this evening. And just before we get uh, to bring our guest on, we're just going to tell you a little bit about Mike and Leanne. So this podcast is brought to you in part by them, Mike and Leanne Nicholson at Referral Mortgages. Call this amazing power couple for all of your mortgage needs. They can coach you through your first purchase or the 100th. Maybe when we get to the 100th one, we'll get the yeah. call. <laughs> and um, they're just an amazing uh, power couple. And they're also real estate investors themselves. So they know exactly what you need to do. Give them a call today, Mike or Leanne. So Mike, um, it's really easy, their email addresses. It's Mike at referralmortgages.com or Leanne. So that's L-E-E-A-N-N-E at referralmortgages.com. So we've been talking with Mike and Leanne for a little while now, and they really are a great uh, couple. They, they love just to chat with real estate investors even if you're not looking for a mortgage they just um they love giving like yeah they're really invested and mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm giving away a scoop but i know leanne's undergoing some extra training so she's gonna be next level top notch, top -notch yeah do, dealing with uh, larger commercial deals and different things so anyway give them a call they're an amazing team and then tonight our guest is none other than natasha phipps yes uh, so Jennifer has heard a lot about Natasha, but we never had the chance to meet her. So. No, it's the first time <laughs> I'm meeting her tonight, and I'm really excited about it. Because I know that Fossil's been um, interested a lot about uh, investing in the West 
Western Canada. So I can't wait to hear a little bit more about it and kind of see, uh, I think we want to dive into uh, a little bit of uh, numbers. Like. numbers. We're going to drill her. Sorry, yes. Natasha, she's waiting. She's going <laughs> to suffer. Why we, that's why we need the wine so we yes. can get into the numbers. So without further ado, we're going to bring on our guest, Natasha. Yes. Woohoo! Welcome, yes. Natasha. <laughs> Poof, that's how it's done. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. I got to get this set up. I've been looking at this. This looks great. Yeah, and you can put your own background. You could brand it. I know you you host a really nice Facebook group, and you you do your own very nice webinars. And so yeah. this could be fun. It's broadcast on multiple platforms at once. So yeah, and you look very professional. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Pleasure. Yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself yourself for people who don't know who you are? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Natasha Phipps. I am in Calgary, Alberta, and I am a real estate investor, started investing in real estate around 20, kind of accidentally. But uh, by the time I was out of school um, and working in the oil and gas field at the time, my real estate was making me more money than, than my full time job. <laughs> so, oh, wow. um I was like, wow, this is interesting. And I was just was not meant to be, you know, sitting in a corporate environment all day long. And so got my real estate license and have been doing this ever since with the the niche of really wanting to work with real estate investors. And really the last six or seven years, like I'm now like this is 100 percent of my focus. I, I'm not really focused too much elsewhere. And I have a team of six agents here in Calgary, um, all real estate investors um, who have the same passion and, and excitement for our real estate investing. So that brings me to amazing places like this and get to meet all kinds of people from from all over the country, which has been really interesting in the last uh, several years as I've spent a lot more time you know, collaborating and meeting people from all over Canada. So I'm just really excited to be here today. Oh, that's awesome. I'm really excited to, to learn more about uh, investing in Calgary. I know that yeah. has been, uh, been bugging me about yes. it. <laughs> yeah, because we have more like East Coast. Yeah. We have yeah. kind of Central, like Ontario is not really Central, but sort of Central. So yeah. we need West to complete yes. the territory. And now we have some in the States, but we don't have anything in Western Canada. So exactly. you need to convince us, Natasha. So to, yeah. so people investing in Calgary. Is it in Calgary that you're? Yes. Using? Okay. Yeah. So why are people investing in Calgary? So several reasons, but first reason that usually piques people's interest or they start looking outside of their own backyard is often because of price point yeah. um, and cash flow. And the numbers can be challenging potentially in their local market. And Calgary is a great market for someone looking for that Some kind of the long term buy and hold um, cash flowing portfolio assets can be found here. And so in the last several years, I mean, there's just been like a, a stream of, of um, investment coming in, particularly from Ontario um, of people you know, tapping into their equity and their properties and then putting it to work somewhere else, like, you know, possibly the East Coast, vacation rentals, Alberta. And so um, that's that's a major one. Um, the second one that's, you know, especially since COVID has become a very hot topic is landlord um, legislation. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. And that's one I hear often, like uh, people are you know, feeling too much at risk in their own market. And so the great thing about Alberta is it is a lot more fair here. And um, and combining that with your money going a lot further, like less taxes as well, like we don't have land transfer tax or um, HST. And so 
that really makes your money go a lot further. Yeah. Yeah. That makes quite sense. a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Land transfer tax, especially like Toronto is double. So mm -hmm. oh. that's <laughs> and the prices of properties are already triple. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's right. so, yeah, so exactly. Let's say I'm a new investor and I have a budget a bit limited. Let's say it's five hundred thousand dollars, which means I have about a hundred thousand dollar deposit. Yes. Can we buy something that would cash flow with that amount? Is that still possible? That is absolutely possible here. Um, and a very common, like, you know, starting point. And that's a comfortable number for a lot of people. Yeah. Either, either they're getting going or they're not. Either entering a new market. They kind of want to see how it goes. So for 500000 here in Calgary, what the best thing to buy is, is something with two streams of income on it. So okay. a house with a suite, a semi-detached property with a suite, and those numbers in pretty well any suburb in Calgary, if you're kind of 550 and under in terms of price point, should cash flow um, if if the property is desirable and uh, rentable, of course. Um, with, you know, kind of, I usually like to say a minimum of four bedrooms um, and the numbers should work. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and yeah. I heard some things about Calgary. I think you also build, build suites above garages. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of different avenues people are not maybe thinking about. And Natasha, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're mostly dealing in smaller multifamily like this. That's your specialty is more like two, three, four, five units, not huge multiplexes or... So that's somewhere um, I'm starting to go to it, okay. next in my in my career. That's really where I'm going to. But in you know right now our our niche and specialty is really investors who are you know looking for those one to four doors, um, whether that's in one property and are sticking with the you know residential or they're bumping up to commercial and buying you that's know you two of them or whatever exactly. The challenge with Calgary compared to a lot of the other major Canadian cities is that we don't have a ton of density here. Like if you've been here and you drive around, as soon as you leave downtown, it's just like suburban houses. Very <laughs> right flat. <laughs> yeah. And so you don't have um, as much density. And so a lot of the rental demand outside of downtown is in single family housing in some form or another. So it's a really tried and true um, strategy here. And it's worked in, you know, the ups, the downs and everything in between in Calgary. Um, whereas you can't say the same for apartments, um, condos, townhouses. There's definitely been times where those are a struggle. Okay. So yeah, investors, should they be kind of wary of that? Because I know a lot of people like, oh, let's buy a building in Calgary, but right downtown. So <laughs> two schools of thought here um one is if you're gonna buy one condo downtown no i i don't think now is not the time to do that and the reason is you're competing with large buildings who who have you know a lot more resources and capabilities yeah. probably than you do with your one unit but there is this growing kind of you know idea that it is a good time potentially to buy a larger building in these inner city downtown communities of Calgary um, because the prices are still low. Um, and a lot of them have room for improvement. So you could do a large burr on these. I think we're gonna start seeing more of that um, as the kind of tides have turned a bit for Calgary, the sentiment is, is much more positive now. There's a lot of exciting things happening here. Um, so I think that's gonna start to shift a little bit, but it's definitely not for the faint of heart. This is not 
you know, it's not something you want to your first <laughs> your first property or something. But I think we're going to start seeing more of that. Yeah, you build up to it. I was yeah. on a different podcast a little while ago, and the gentleman, the guest, was saying he was buying single-family homes. Then he went into duplexes and fourplexes and eightplex, sixteen, thirty-two, and it just became exponential. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Start smaller, manageable. See if you like it. Yeah. <laughs> first of all. And yes. then grow from there. And you need a different team as well. So when you're dealing with large multifamily, it's a whole different ball game. So so you're well, getting into that. That's interesting. Good to yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm that's the evolution that I'm excited about to kind of take all this to next. I mean, we'll always we'll always stay where yeah. we're at as well, but to kind of add that, um, that's kind of something part of my goals for next year. So I'm excited about it. Um, but for the you know, majority of our investors who want to dip their toe in Calgary, like going to the suburbs in suited properties is, is very safe. The the cash flow is there. The only thing I would stress is like, you're not going in for two years. Like uh, that, that, that would not be my suggestion. If you're looking no. at Alberta, you need to have that ideally 10 year plan, at least five though, I would be saying, cause you're not seeing the high appreciation for it to make sense that quickly. Yes, it's really cash flow and the tenant laws, like you said, it's a lot safer. Like we've experienced some really yeah. <laughs> bad tenants, unfortunately, and can't can't kick them out. So can you tell us more about those tenant laws? Like yeah. what are protections for owners? So there's a lot of differences, first of all. Um, one is you can raise your rent once per year as much as you like. <laughs> Uh, there is no restriction on, on the amount that you, it, it, it can only be raised once per year, but there's no restriction to the amount you can raise. It. So, double it and... Yeah. I think in, in Ontario, what is the max right now? 1.2% or something. Yeah. It's it depends on the year. Like in 2020, we weren't allowed to raise rent at all because of COVID. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So again, if you had the ability to raise the rent, even if you didn't like the tenant, like you could just you know, like raise the rent as much as you want it. Potentially that could be a protection. Now we obviously don't recommend that and we want you to manage your property. Right. But I have seen that happen before. Um, so that's one, you can raise the rent as the market changes, right? Uh, you're not stuck at a low rent, even though you could be getting X amount more, you're more in control. Um, secondly, that's, that's really important is when you do get a bad tenant and, and what, what recourse do you have? And the eviction process here is much quicker. Um, there, there is, there is no, you know, it doesn't matter the time of year. It doesn't matter how cold it is outside. It, it doesn't really matter, um, about any of that. It's just, has the contract been breached? Um, and if so, how, and then you have your, um, process you obviously need to go through, but to give you an example, I had a tenant who, when COVID hit, even though he his income was not affected, thought he could just stop paying rent. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was a little longer than normal to get my hearing, but I did get a hearing in about, I think it was five weeks. And oh, wow. I had, and that was a bit long. Like they were like, oh, sorry. Like it's a little long right now. Um, and, <laughs> I know. And, and I had him out in, in two months. Um, and wow. th that was a little bit long, like, you know, compared to normal. But when I tell people that story, like their minds are blown, like that's crazy. Um, so 
that was in very difficult times, right? And I still, I had recourse. I had, I, I, I had a process I could follow that was successful in a, in a reasonable amount of time. And the great, it actually turned out great for me because um, I was able to keep his deposit and um, got a new tenant. It was an extra $150 a month. So it actually was a very good uh, thing for me in the end. <laughs> but wow. yeah, so it worked out okay. That's so also that's totally different from what you hear like in, in Ontario. I mean, it can take yeah. um, two years. Two years. Like we've experienced <laughs> yes. to get yeah. a hearing. That's, yeah. that's the hearing. And then the judgment and could mm -hmm. be another four years. Who knows? That's right. So. Exactly. So that <laughs> loss of income or loss of revenue is, is absolutely impacting your ROI like every single month. So that's a benefit. Um, the other thing is that's different here is you can charge... Um, like example, pet fees per month, um, parking fees per month. And so there will be potential, depending on the property, to you know squeeze as much extra cash flow out of this as possible. That can give you an extra couple hundred dollars a month right there. And so when you're trying to you know show your portfolio as being as profitable as possible, that extra couple hundred dollars a month to a lender uh, can be kind of make or break. So um, that's another thing people do like about it here. Um, you can kind of tailor the property and your fees based on who your tenant is too and that's exponential on the commercial level like if if you know anything oh. about NOI, you're increasing your net operating income yes a hundred bucks a month per door let's say you have 12 doors that's enormous your property's just gone up in value so i see you're drinking something yes. we, we mm. skipped right down to business we did, i know <laughs> well, cheers natasha yes. it's not it's cheers. not friday <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, I'm drinking. Actually, I went for a beer because I have a meeting after this. <laughs> yeah. so we'll, we'll keep it kind of light. But um, yeah, I'm having a gluten free beer. Unfortunately, I'm oh. gluten free. But uh, so that's what I'm having today. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And gluten and beer. I'm sorry. I'm not very knowledgeable, but oh. it's some beer. I guess it's made out of some, I guess, barley. It could be, yeah, barley barley yeah different grains they're almost like all the like my favorite beer is stella um that's definitely not gluten-free but okay. <laughs> that's what i have i love stella um and, and after <laughs> yes and um i'm a white wine drinker as well so okay one two yeah any good wineries near calgary do you have grapes or that, that's actually a really good question um no, not near Calgary. Okay, <laughs> well, you never breweries, know. Breweries, distilleries. Um, if you want the grapes, you got to go to BC. You got to go okay. to the Okanagan. And you guys should just do like a, a wine tour, like real estate podcast session out there. Um, oh, we love that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. We used to live in Penticton in BC. And I think oh, wow. when we were living there, there was about, I think it was like 85 vineyards within oh, like wow. a 60 or 90 minute drive of our house. And that's wow. only gone crazy since then. Like there is so much to see there. Um, I highly, highly recommend it if you have not been to the Okanagan, if you like wine, of course, like there's so much to do. And they're all beautiful, like beautiful buildings and, and they have little restaurants and cafes in them. There's just so much to see. So 
Well, I'm surprised we have to look at Alberta. I'm sure there must be a winery in Alberta somewhere. Ottawa, <laughs> it's we have Russia, a winery. We'll find it. <laughs> Ottawa has there... a few of them and it's quite cold here. I mean, it's okay. maybe not as cold as Calgary. I'm not sure, but it must be similar. I mean, we're not that well warm here. <laughs> there's a meadery that makes mead. I know that. Okay. Yeah, I've been there for an event, but I don't know of any wineries in Alberta. So um, we'll see. I have to maybe, maybe there's some I don't know about. That's yeah, possible. surprise. And <laughs> <laughs> then so for what are we having? We're having a Shiraz from Chile. So we always like a little bit more of a full body, nice. I would say. When it's cool, I don't know what the weather's like, but it's here it's today. like it's 13 chilly. degrees. It's much, much colder than it's been. Yeah. Went down from like 30 to bang 13. Yes, <laughs> yes it's feeling like fall here for sure. It's very, <laughs> very fall-like out. <laughs> well, back to business and I like it. Yeah. Back to networking. You mm -hmm. just came back from an event as well. So it's nice to see things mm -hmm. are restarting and what's like your business sense like what do you feel this fall is going to be like well this year has um like everywhere i mean i feel like it was just such a surprise Crazy. like no <laughs> what to expect right it was it was such a surprise and and the volume of of just transactions period everywhere was you know just off the charts and calgary was no different it was the same um you know like different months like breaking records over 10 years old, like, like, wow. like pretty substantial things in terms of sales. And we saw about a 10% bump in appreciation for Calgary this year too. Good. Wow. Overall, that's not for everything, yeah. you know, downtown condos. No, but they did start to appreciate, which is years, a new thing. <laughs> um, so there is some corners being turned, which is nice, but I kind of expect the fall or it already has been, uh, quite busy um you know lots of showings lots of transactions still things selling relatively quickly if they're priced right and marketed right um and just tons of flow into the new construction space like okay from wow. everywhere from everywhere builders all over calgary are just everyone's flying everyone's everyone's you know breaking records and there's not enough land uh, we're actually having like lot shortages like because wow. the developers the developers kind of took a step back when COVID hit and the builders kept selling like at a very rapid pace and so we're at this kind of like time right now where actually things are um a little bit off balance there's not enough lots available as opposed to how many buyers there are hmm. so, inflation and appreciation is coming your way <laughs> right exactly so um yeah, it was a very positive so far year for all the sectors of the market, but the detached market, of course, like everywhere. I mean, everyone wanted more, more room, more space, more yard. And so that was the kind of most well-performing sector. And uh, But there has been improvements across the board, which is great to see. So I kind of expect that. But I always love for investors, like November, December, January, like go find those deals everywhere. Yes. You know, people are distracted. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. a good time because you get stale listings and yeah. that's really good. Christmas, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> too, too cold, too much snow, can't see the place. That's a perfect, we buy, we tend to buy like that time. Yeah. It's great. Winter. <laughs> we, we did actually a lot of Christmas closings. Yeah. <laughs> People are more loosey-goosey, <laughs> right? Like they might negotiate a little bit more <laughs> during the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, for sure. So um, the only kind of big change for Calgary moving into the end of this year that's probably worth mentioning um, is the secondary suite rules are changing at the end of this year. And um, this is a huge, this is hugely impactful for people um, who have existing suites in their properties or yeah. you're buying a resale property that has a suite. Um, you really need to know what those rules are and be on the right side of things. And um, next year is going to be interesting because kind of the rules will have changed and we'll be um, operating in a, in a different way than we have for the last few years. So it'll be good to know. So if you you know are looking at Calgary, you're looking at suites, make sure you know what they are and your agent is knowledgeable on this as well, because you don't want to be on the wrong side of that. No, because it can be quite expensive in Alberta. The standards are quite high. I mean, you need two furnaces and yes. it's very separated, no sharing of airflow and stuff yeah. it's not acceptable and yeah. fire separation i know in here too we have standards but sometimes you can have some shared heating and ventilation it's not ideal but it's yeah possible. exactly so yeah so right now if you have an existing suite that was there prior to march of 2018 then you don't need to do this separate heat or the separate air um, okay you can legalize it to fire code like still to have fire safety um, and so, as you can imagine, that's a totally different process just to meet yeah. the building code. So that's where it's been also really busy, like new construction has been one, but then the other one is investors trying to take advantage of this because to legalize a suite next year, you know, it could cost you five times the amount of right now. So yeah. big opportunity. Yeah. Are you seeing any, because... Calgary is very flat, very lots of single homes. Any sort of infill or densification with like laneway houses or garden suites or whatever you call them yeah. in Calgary, is that something that's happening at all? It is. Um, two things. You can't have a suite and a carriage house. You have okay. to have one or the, one other. the other. Unless you, you know, I'm sure there's always exceptions, but generally speaking, um, it's starting to become more interesting. I think once this secondary suite is a little bit behind us, investors are going to start focusing kind of back again on carriage houses because it was kind of a hot topic. And then a few years ago, then this secondary suite thing came in and everyone was over here. Um, carriage houses rent beautifully well. Like they're a great income source for a homeowner who can rent out their um, garage suite, but they are expensive to build. Like it's a pretty, yeah. pretty pricey endeavor. Um, but they do rent beautifully and they rent for way more than a basement suite and are in very high demand. Um, the inner city around kind of downtown would be where you're seeing most of that happening in okay. terms of, you know, things getting torn down and infills going in and um, carriage houses, one, you're starting to see them pop up too. Though you can do them anywhere in the city. Um, you can do them in the suburbs if you want to. There's like, there's not actually a ton of restrictions on where you can put a carriage house. So you will see them like way out in the suburbs and, oh, and wow. you know, this huge carriage house and a, you know, two story house. And there's not a lot of yard, but like, it's a, it's a really cool property. So um, I think it's going to become a little bit more interesting over the next couple of years. Um, Edmonton will allow both a secondary suite. Yeah. And a carriage house. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. They're really trying to densify. Like Ottawa, you can, but you need to make your house become a duplex. Then you can add a carriage house. Oh. And it's got to be within the green belt. So there's certain requirements. 
Uh, you guys have the LRT as well. I think there's some expansion happening or yes. recently yeah. happening. So that's good news for for investors as well. I don't know if it's changing, but here it's like doubling, tripling the property values in some spots. So, yeah, um, transportation improvements are always a good thing to follow for investors, right? Like, it's just like your roadmap to money. Just, just follow the, just follow, follow the transportation. <laughs> <laughs> Here in Calgary, the big topic has been our new green line, which is a north-south running um, train line that has been, I mean, we've been talking about this for, I don't even know how many years now. So <laughs> uh, the first leg of this is is like approved and ready and it's been laid out um, and that is that construction is starting right away. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and for an investor, like if you're going to be buying in one of these, you know, resale neighborhoods anyway, like always look into that, always look into what improvements might be coming and know, like, am I too close to that future train station? Yeah. You don't want to be too close. <laughs> no, you don't want to be like hearing the ding, ding, ding all night. Right. Um, but you want to be in walking distance. And for Calgary, when you kind of go back, you know, 10, 15 years and, and kind of research when stops would open, um, you will always see that bump in, um, property values if you're within that kind of you know 10 minute walking um distance so it's a pretty predictable and safe marker to to assume that there will be also increased density when it when a train comes through they yeah. allow more mixed use and and opportunities for employment and all that stuff which us as investors of course look for so the green line is an exciting one for sure um when the west lrt opened like from downtown directly west Property values in and around there that year, as they opened up the stations, were roughly between like eight to twelve percent property value increase as they opened. So, okay. you know, it's not it's not Ottawa, so it's not yeah. doing that, but it's it's you know just something. It's just like icing on the cake. If you're going to be buying anyway, then let's consider it. Absolutely, and even for rental, like even if it does not increase the value, yeah. it's more attractive to a tenant because you may, they may not need a car and then well i can't afford the higher rent because i don't need a car i can take the, the lrt and exactly that's great exactly. so excellent transportation yeah you, you can't go wrong you know the more amenities you can provide the better for sure yeah for everybody and yeah more sustainable as well so do you have a lot of traffic i've never been to calgary we have to go sometime yeah you have to lock and how is it oh nowhere near what when when i go to ontario um the great thing about calgary which is i think it's really hard to tell when you're looking at a map or something right but even if you live in the outskirts of the city like where like I live in the Northwest, pretty close to the outskirts. And I can be downtown when it's not rush hour in like under 25 minutes. Okay. Um, so, and then and when it's like rush hour slower, maybe like max is like 40 minutes. So not much difference. Wow. No, like it's not that much different. And, and it's not nearly what, you know, I think people are used to. Like when my clients come from Ontario, they're actually like, this isn't traffic. Like, don't call this traffic. Cause I'm always like, <laughs> you know, Oh, we're in traffic. No, this is not traffic. They always tell me. Um, so it is a lot less. Um, the, yeah, like gr gridlock would mean that there's something very wrong. Like there's a huge, there's a huge accident. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty easy to get around. And then we are just actually forming the last leg in Calgary of our yeah, ring, road. ring road. 
Oh, it's like, this has been uh, in the work since uh, as far back as I remember, even as a kid, like this was being talked about. So that is just going to make things even faster and easier to get around. Um, so super excited about that. Also to get out to the mountains, even like if you're on the east side of the city and it's, you know, you don't want to go through downtown, you just hop on the um, ring road and you'll be out of the city. So yeah, that's a really, really nice improvement. That's also going to change that corner of the city a lot. Yeah, I can imagine the uh, mm -hmm. kind of renewal or more growth yeah. for sure. And then yeah. you mentioned the mountains. I think, do you have any short-term rental properties? So this is actually a new endeavor for me. Um, I I did buy two um, opportunities in Canmore this year. They are pre-construction, unfortunately, so I have to wait for them to be built. But oh. <laughs> um, I am really excited about the Canmore market because of obviously it's Canmore it's very insulated from the Calgary kind of you know up and down and it's a year-round tourism destination the reason I had kind of been hesitant on Canmore was there was some legislation changes and kind of cracking down on short-term rentals oh, in wow. the last several years and so um I, I was about to get in several years ago and then kind of held back and I'm kind of glad I did so now what we have is uh, essentially purpose-built um, short-term rentals. Yeah. The zoning is meant that. That. okay. Yeah. So I feel a lot more safe about that because that's always my my concern with short-term rentals anywhere, not just Calgary, but as a strategy, is like if you're in a condo, then the condo board can change the rules and the fees yeah. and all that stuff. And as an investor, I, I like to be in control. <laughs> so yeah. when when that control is taken away, that always just for my own personal um comfort has made me has just made me a little hesitant. So I'm really excited about this one. Um, we got a, a one bedroom unit and a two bedroom unit secured with two different joint venture partners. So excited about that. Um, but that'll be my first adventure into owning short term rentals. Oh, okay. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. A lot yeah. of fun. We have, we have one, but the one we have is a lot of fun and we want to get into more. So that's yeah. why I'm curious. Where's yours? Uh, Prince Edward County. So it's the wine region near Ottawa. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> There's like 40 wineries. Yeah, it's about 40 wineries. Wow. That's why we bought it because we were harvesting grapes and stuff. We're like, this place is so great. We need to have a, a spot there. So yeah. kind of like you can more. I'm, I'm sure with the family, it's nice yeah. to get out. And will you get to use it or it's strictly investment or? No, we will definitely use it as well. Um, okay. Starting to keep that in mind as well as we're kind of getting a little bit older, like wanting to be able to build these investment choices also around our lifestyle that, that, yeah. that we want to live. Right. Um, so another thing we have on the go is like, we're building an A-frame cottage. Hopefully we're still securing the lot um, out somewhere in the Muskoka's cottage country. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so we've got the builder, we've got the, um, we're working on the plans right now. We're just really shopping for the lot, but same thing. Like we want this to make money for us, but, Yes. All my husband's family is in Ontario and, um, you know, they all go to cottage uh, country every year and we, we kind of want to get in on that and see them, yeah. more, but also have something that, that helps pay for that. So that's, that's a project that um, we're working on right now as well. So wow. I guess three short-term rentals. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, great. And how, what's your plan to manage them? I mean, the Canmore is probably part of a bigger group. It's kind of turnkey. Or... So Canmore, no, actually, you don't. It's not like a hotel condo where you have okay. to. Use, you have to use their group. Um, 
They have those in camera though, for people who are looking for that. Um, another reason I steered away from those, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, you had to put 50% down. Oh, wow. And now you're like removing all your leverage as an investor yeah. to use the bank's money. So I didn't like that either. Um, so this is like a condo um, zone for, for short-term rentals. And so you can just choose, you can choose your own property management company or you could self-manage, but we do have a company that, that will be taking care of that for me. And then obviously I'm not too far away if I need to go check on something, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not going to be the one handling the, you're you know, busy enough. I think Yeah, no, I, it would take me way too long. Something would be, <laughs> something would be going wrong before I got to it. So yeah, well, well, we'll have a team on the ground there and that's what they're experts at. Right. So let them um, do their thing. And then Muskoka, that's a big part of it too, is okay. How are we going to manage this? Um, yeah. my, my one partner, um, she's in Ontario. So oh, good. Um, that's part. So, she, you know, she knows more than I do um, on the ground and, but we will be same thing, finding the right people um, to manage it from afar. So. Yeah. And Muskoka, mm -hmm. I mean, there's well snow, like in anyway, Calgary, you guys know snow, so yes. <laughs> it's not yeah. like some of the GTA. Some some parts don't get much snow, so they don't think about snow removal and snow tires and certain things and shoveling your roof and <laughs> things yes. like that. So. Yeah, that's why we got the A-frame. <laughs> yes, the snow slips off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that was a concern of mine too. Like this thing needs to be as durable as possible because yeah it was a single family house so it will need to be maintained by someone and 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 yeah that's all the things that we're working on now or or even cell service like um we we go check it out if there's no cell service like that's a no like right away yeah. next like we can't have that what if someone something goes wrong um and someone doesn't have cell service like i couldn't sleep at night with that so <laughs> knowing those no. things yeah it's true like uh where we bought our cottage it's in a valley so not much cell service and no internet. So we tell wow. people it's total isolation when you go there, but I mean, it's part of a community. So there's other people. Um, but yeah, if you want to get disconnected, go there because you can't connect which, with anything. <laughs> which is, a, which is definitely an experience people want as well. Yeah. You know, um, again, always goes back to who's your client, who's your, tenant, who's your tenant, right? What are they looking for? Um, that's always my first question. Number one, by the way, when choosing any strategy or location, look, who do you want your tenant to be? Who do you want your client to be? And then reverse engineer from there. Yeah, it makes sense. I heard you talk another time about that. And it's the person you end up with is the tenant you're dealing with if you self-manage. So do yeah. you want to deal with this person or not? So yeah. be careful what you buy. Of course, sometimes you have surprises. Some people. Sure seem great and they're not or the opposite they may seem not so great and they're awesome like we've had some people where we were impressed but yeah, yeah absolutely well and when you start with the strategy like if you want a student rentals for example like if you know you're going to want to rent to a student then where is the best market in canada for a student rental and and that's where you go and that way you're you're being strategic every step of the way it's not going well i'm only going to have a student rental even though you know, maybe there's only one small community college in my, yeah. that doesn't make sense, you know? No. Um, so once you figure that out, then you can just kind of think about it more strategically and rationally every step of the way. That's excellent. So you have a team, you said of six or seven? Six of us. Yeah. Six and th that can help investors get started from afar. You're your specialty yeah. when i met you in ottawa you said it's it's a lot of investors from out of province out of 
Yeah. And do you get out of country as well, like Americans or Asians or? We're actually, um, Calgary hasn't been a hotspot for out of country investment so far. Um, okay. But we're starting to get those types of calls. Um, and- yeah. Like people who want to own land. Like they want to yeah. own land near the mountains. They want to own, or even, you know, farmland or whatever it is. Like we're starting to get those inquiries. Um, and and certainly Canmore, like in particular, not just Canmore, but all the mountains, you get a lot of American um, buyers as well. But yeah. not so much in Calgary. So, uh, but for our team and and kind of what we what we see, you know, week to week, like I talk to people from Ontario every day, <laughs> every single day. <laughs> We have meetings. I've got one after this, like with people that are not from Calgary and are and are looking at Calgary. Um, it's not necessarily the right fit for every single person, because like I said, you want that yeah. long vision, but it's it's very common. And we we have everything set up from the property management, you know, to your to your, um, you know, lawyers and inspectors and everything you need here on the ground so that you don't you can come if you want and visit of course we'd love to have you but most people don't well and with covid most people haven't been but um we we can take take care of everything um from start to finish and our in-house property management team has just done a fantastic job um with uh everything in in the last year and taking care of our out-of-province clients especially yeah that's great what's the best way for someone to get a hold of you if they They'd like to invest with you or buy yeah. from you or yeah definitely um I, I should be pretty easy to find or i'm not doing my job right um <laughs> but uh yeah my um uh you can text me uh 403-966-4949 um or just find me on facebook even like a lot of people message me that way totally happy to do that um and then the third piece is we have a calgary real estate investing facebook group which I think we have 1,400 members in now. Um, yeah, it's really these good. Not, these are not Calgary people. It's not like just Calgarians. Like these are investors from all over Canada who um, I, who have an interest in Calgary, but but there's all, all sorts of other things um, that we uh, talk about in there as well. So feel free to join the uh, Facebook group and one of our team can help you out in there as well too. Yeah, it's excellent. And you put out some great content, great interviews, very inspirational. Uh, Jennifer, you need to check it out. Yes. <laughs> I love, I love, love, love those. Like I love hearing everyone's story. Um, I do, it's called in investor spotlights. And I just like yeah. whether you're brand new and haven't done anything, and I still want to like I, I like there's so much to to talk about when you when you're at every stage of the game. So uh investor spotlights, um, yeah, check them out. They're all in there. And we have a YouTube channel where we post it all as well called Calgary Real Estate Investing too. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Natasha. I know you were busy uh, getting onto another Zoom call. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. So take care. Thank you. Are you thinking about investing in real estate? Have you been wondering how to get started and What should I do? How can I finance things? Uh, What if I run out of money or I have no money right now? So these are all valid questions. And that's why I've decided to start offering one-on-one coaching sessions. So if you'd like to learn how to grow your real estate portfolio or just starting out or you want to get creative or structure a deal, 
I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. And um, for, if you'd like to find out more, please send me an email at flhomescorp at gmail.com. So flhomescorp at gmail.com or 613-252-9829. And I'd love to chat with you and find out more about your story and see how I can help you. That's it. So I look forward to helping you grow your real estate portfolio. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wine and Real Estate with us. So don't forget, you can follow us on social media, Instagram. Our handle is FL underscore homes underscore corp. We can also find us on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And um, you can also find us on YouTube on our channel. So you can see video recordings of these podcasts and more. And so until the next time, cheers.